apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. A conflict of interest in the left is going crazy. It's true that Thomas should have recused himself and play this one lazy. Okay, she texted Meadows, but who really set, read the words? Nowhere did it stay to storm the Capitol, you turds. It said don't concede. That is all. No, and no text was sent back. Not to charge in with no knives, no guns, no plan of attack. For all the hype that January 6th is getting, it's distracting from the truth and what is really upsetting. Title 42 is going away. And why? If COVID remains, no COVID on the border, but yes, on planes. I'm so confused. I'll ask this and I'll give it a shot. Are we done with this thing or are we not? Biden told Barack that he will run again. Does anyone really believe that he'll be okay then? He's one step shy of eating only jello, getting pushed around in a wheelchair. That poor lonely old fellow. He's losing his marbles, and we all need to prepare for a Harris presidency, but no need to fare. Come November, the red wave, and it soon will be here. Then all the crazy will stop. No more stupidity to bear. I want to take this time to say goodbye to a good old friend. Billy was his name. His time has come and he met his end. He was a great man who led an intriguing life. He was 92, so he lived through some strife. He told me once that we all need to remember 
that we hire those politicians every other November. Politicians work for us, not the other way around. It's time we take back our power. It's time we rebound. America was great, and it can be once more, but only with new people that are rotten to the core. Yeah. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jim Battisti, and that hairy beast is Joe Aguirre. Today is going to be a fun day. We are going to talk a lot about this text message from Ginny Thomas to Mark Meadows for the January 6th. I really don't want to talk about the text message itself, but I really want to talk about the trust or the lack thereof in the Supreme Court nowadays. With the circus they made of Kavanaugh's hearing, the personal attacks on Amy and Colin Kenji, a pedo lover. Yeah, yeah, that's right, sports fans. <laughs> it goes both ways with me. The goose and the gander are guilty on this one. Joe, I can't help but think that in today's political climate, that the, the, the confidence level in the Supreme Court is, is lessened. Do, do you feel like it has at all? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, and again, I, you know, I've said this before. It's funny because confidence in the Supreme Court's at an all time low. It's also at a major, major six, three conservative majority. And I don't know that the lack of faith or trust in the Supreme Court is necessarily because of the hearings but because of the actual people involved and, 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 or in the case of uh, let's say Gorsuch, you know, I mean, was it Gorsuch's fault? What was he going to do when they were like, Hey, listen, we stole this seat from the Democrats. We're going to give it to you. What's he going to know? You know what I mean? What was he going to say to that? No, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. No one's doing that. You're, I agree you're, wholeheartedly. Right? Right? So I don't serves. think, I don't think it's the justices themselves. I think it is the 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 media, the attention, the the bickering that goes on, the political words that goes on back and forth that surround this nomination. It really, really lessens the 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 trust in the Supreme Court. I mean, it, it it's not the Supreme Court itself, in my opinion, because let's face it, you you we can complain that it's a six three majority of conservative justices but they're really not governing that way, right? Kavanaugh is not governing like a Supreme Court Nazi. He's just not. He has been very, very fair. He's been very, very both sides and very even down the middle. You know, and nobody can complain. Nobody can say anything bad about that. So I don't right. think it's the justices themselves more along, more along the lines of the media attention. And I, the, it's the attacks that go along with this on the Supreme Court from the outside. Yeah, it's not people on the Supreme Court going, oh, this guy sucks, this guy, you know, don't do that. You don't hear right. that. It's right. everybody else surrounding them that build, builds it up to this point where it's just that it, nobody wants to believe anything anymore. And that's, I mean, that's where we're at right now, that just nobody believes anything. It's, and it's, it's horrible. This is the Supreme Court that we're talking about. Do you remember when Clarence Thomas didn't speak on the bench for like a decade or so. And now he won't shut up. Right. Um, you know, it's, I mean, again, it's one of those things where they were like, he doesn't ever speak. And then he started to, and then they were like, Oh, he talks too much. And it's like, well, 
Again, you wanted him to talk. Here we go. I, again, I hate it. I hate the double standards. I hate the talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. Right? I, I call out Republicans just as much as I call out Democrats. So you right. Listen, you and I have talked about this and, and I've talked to this with some of my liberal friends who, who you know, don't necessarily feel the way that we fee, feel or see it. And I'm like, again, all you could ask in a justice is that they're going to weigh each case based on precedent and statute and and interpret the law the way it's been interpreted that's what you're supposed to do as as a as a as a justice they've all done a really good job of that there really hasn't right. been anything and and here's the other thing uh you know leading up to January 6th uh and even before the election there were a lot of people who were concerned that Trump was stacking the court with his people so that he go to the Supreme Court and get and and what happened when he tried to bring it to them? They were like, no. So even everyone's worst case scenario for the Supreme Court, well, never panned. No, I I should point out the vote to hear that case was rejected, eight to one. And unfortunately, we we know who the one was, and he wasn't one Trump put on that Supreme Court. That's the <laughs> messed right. up part. It That's was Clarence right. Thomas. And, you know, we've talked about January 6th and, you know, you have your, your thoughts on what it is. I think it was a little bit more than that. It seems like there was more planning than that. We know that his wife, Jenny Thomas, and I don't have a problem with her being a political activist at all. You know, I, as long as she doesn't end up with something in front of the Supreme Court, not going to be an issue. But here we are. But it did. And this is one of those things where we we can't be like, uh, you know, the semantics of what is what is what. I mean, conflict of interest. If you were to make a dictionary definition, you might go with this as an option. So a Supreme I, Court justice's wife uh, is actively in a case to overthrow the government. And he's sitting on the on the bench to hear the case. That's as conflict of interest as I think you could possibly get, which I, is why he does have to recuse himself here. In, in two years, this example is going to be is going to be the the, the textbook definition of conflict of interest. <laughs> it is literally going to like every college law yeah. book, every you know, I mean, doesn't matter, even high school law books is going to have the definition of conflict of interest and have this example, right? I mean, this is the. Bidding, I mean, there's there's no clearer example of conflict of interest. Yeah, I'm going to rule in my wife's case. <laughs> Yikes. She could be guilty, but you know what? That doesn't matter. Not get, I mean, there's no worse. And I listen, mean, this is not to indict Ginny Thomas because I don't really know enough about the texts. I don't know enough about her work. That I can really comment on. I don't. I don't know if she did anything wrong or not. That's not for us to decide. And if it is, it we're not doing it tonight. Uh, that said, right? I mean, this is a clear case of this guy has and 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 this is going to be another one of those things, Jimmy. Where I say, if the if the if the right doesn't stand up and and say recuse yourself here, five ten years down the road. You're going to have a similar situation with the liberals and it's going to come back to bite you. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. why I always write. That's why I always say, man, we can't give anybody a free pass because when you do, 
eventually the other side's in power. They get put in that situation, and now it's like, well, you didn't care before. Now here, now is this a moot point, Joe? It was eight to one. <laughs> you recruit, you recuse her husband, and it's unanimous. You, right. So it's, I mean, it's a moot point in my opinion, right? However, the optics are there, right? The the textbook definition of conflict of of interest is there. So he, regardless whether it's a moot point or not, he should, should definitely have recused himself. Here's and now my, we're in this position, right? We're right. now we're back into this position where again you don't, you can't trust even the Supreme Court, right? Now th- I want I, I thought of something last night when I was not sleeping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember being, you know, 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, even every politician in the world was dirty, right? They're all scumbags. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody thought. Everybody just knew it instinctively. <laughs> it was ingrained into us. Politicians are scumbags. They're all dirty. Why now are they the moral leaders? Like what changed from them being complete scumbags to them being our moral leaders? Like, why are we looking for politi- to politicians? And I'm bringing this up because it's the politicians on both sides, right? On both sides that are, def- de- I don't want to say defaming, but uh, but uh, they're, well, they're, they're chastising characters instead think of policies. About, think about that tweet that I, I talked about last week in my two minutes of crap where uh, Ron DeSantis is... Um, Ron DeSantis's uh, chief of staff put up that that tweet. Is this the tweet? Yeah. If you're grooming, if you're against the anti-grooming bill, you're probably a groomer, or at least you don't denounce. The, I mean, what? What? Why would you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that kind of stuff. We gotta cut that kind of stuff. The rhetoric. Out. Yeah. The, that the, you know, the horse crap. I can disagree with you, Jimmy. I can disagree with you all day long. At no point am I going to suggest that you're a sexual predator because I don't like what (laughs) I don't like your thoughts on something. I, I, I find that I mean, for a press secretary to say something like that is outrageous and it's unnecessary. And and again, all that does is incite more animosity, more division, more anger. That's not going to. Which is interesting because tonight I'm going to do a little bit of uh, talking about Joe Rogan. And this is going to be fun tonight because so often, right, you hear hear what someone told you somebody said. You, You get that. I mean, for years I thought Bernie Sanders was a lunatic because on Fox they called him Bernie the commie, I think. Crazy (laughs) Bernie, right? Um, Crazy Bernie. I then, you know, somebody sent me a speech. They were like, listen to this guy's speech. And I was like, all right. And I did. And I cried at the end. And I was like, who, who is this person? I thought this guy was a lunatic. He's saying a lot of sensible things that I like. So, and I say this to people all the time, people who hate AOC. I'm like, listen to her do a speech and talk about her positions. Call me up and then we'll debate what you didn't like that she said. Ben Shapiro's another one. I he, and Jordan Peterson, I think, are two great examples of guys on the right. I hear all the time how 
anti-transgender and transphobic and all. And then I go and I watch the videos because I'm a, I got to hear it for myself. And I watch these and I think it's not what the guy said. Not at all. They're, you know, they're painted. It's like this whole transphobic, you know, like this whole uh, homophobic, transphobic people. It's not it at all. It's not the case at all. And neither, uh, you know, neither are people on the left freaking communists. Right. I mean, I get that. They're not communists. Do they like the socialist agenda? Yeah, absolutely. Do I understand why? Absolutely. Do I agree with it? Absolutely friggin' not. <laughs> and, you know, that's a completely different show, completely different discussion here. <laughs> Excuse me. But to get back to our major point here, what, why, Joe? Like, I don't, I still, I need somebody, I, because I'm not smart enough, right? I'm just not. Like, what happened in the world where politicians were scumbags, not to be trusted, to... Think we about have to well, follow everything they say. I think this is an interesting question. Do you think the media plays into the way we look at politics? Now, listen, obviously, if you're watching 24 hour news cycles, one channel or the other, yeah, they're shaping your mind in the way you look at it. But look at movies, look at the way they've always romanticized John F. Kennedy, who was a, a, obviously him and his brother, great civil rights warriors, scumbags. <laughs> they cheated on their gorgeous, glamorous wives, and they're they're looked at as you know, like oh, Camelot. Like, are you serious, dude? It's this okay. It's was... okay for them. Why? Like, it I don't shouldn't be. It exactly. shouldn't be. But again, it's it's you know the way the way we want to romanticize the past. We always want to think, you know, back in the day things were better. I mean, things sucked then too. Let's be honest. Um, everybody's got their gripes and their complaints. Anytime I think you fall behind a politician, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed. You know, there's <laughs> literally I don't know if you if you're aware of this. We're we're out of Connecticut. Uh, the mayor of Bridgeport is uh, running for like his fifth term. His terms were interrupted by a stint in prison. <laughs> prison. And he's going to get reelected again after got out of jail and got a lot. I mean, what are people thinking? I, I, exactly. Why? I don't understand. By the way, that. he is a Democrat. Yep. He is a Democrat. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Connecticut. You should have just assumed. It's how how many Republican politicians? Oh, by the way, it's Bridgeport, a really poor city. Yep. Who keeps electing a, 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 a man who went to Convicted jail. criminal. Why? <laughs> Was it a felony? Guy, I can't remember. I don't remember. How come figuring out our problems? Uh, because he's on the take. Uh, maybe that's why. <laughs> he doesn't care about you. What? Oh so yeah, God. I I think you know. Listen, it's unfortunate. Uh, and and here's for again for Jimmy and I the 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 number one thing we're we're trying to do on this show is right. We want to talk about the problems and the issues, and again, not have any allegiance to. The politicians or either side, left or right, you got to call it like you see it, right? Again, this Ginny Thomas, Clarence Thomas, that's it shouldn't even be up for debate. Everybody should be like, Clarence, you can't do this yeah. one. Sorry. That's just how it goes. We have to restore for all that we want to restore law and order people. If you're serious, you should be screaming for that. 
this cracks me up. This was during the, the 2020 election. This was literally what Trump's America looked like. If you're listening to the audio version, I'm showing a picture of Minnesota on fire. Minneapolis, May 29, 2020. We know who the president was then. And it says this was a, a an ad that Trump ran. You won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. Nothing's on fire right now. Not even California, really. Uh, <laughs> yes, but can you honestly say we're safer? I, listen, that's not the point. The point was they completely bucked responsibility for those riots last year. Support the riots. Don't whatever you want to call them. Protest. I don't care what two years ago, not last year. Again, the idea that he was running for office on the idea that that somehow that Biden was responsible for that. That's insane. You got to own up to what's going on. We got to stop with the free passes like Bill Clinton. If you're a Democrat, come to terms with the fact that Bill Clinton's a scumbag and that it's likely <laughs> it's very likely while he was on Treasure Island with Jeffrey Epstein, he had sex with an underage person. Except that that's probably a reality that you're probably going to learn in the near future. Bill Clinton can't be your hero. Hillary Clinton shouldn't be your hero because there was some corruption with the Clintons. Don't forget uh, that Amy Rich lady went to jail uh, and her husband got pardoned by Bill Clinton on his way out the door. Those people swore and took all the heat and the hit on, on Whitewater. They did. So there was definitely some shadiness that did get covered up by the Clintons because they had some good friends who were willing to take the hit and they got paid back. So don't forget that that happened. Again, Joe. As far, as, right, as, far as a lot of the other stuff with Hillary, a lot of it's nonsense. That's facts. And and by the way, it was the investigation in the white water and the riches stonewalling uh, Kenneth Starr that led him to Monica Lewinsky and that whole mess on that dress, if you will. So that's actually what the, I mean, I also often wonder if the Clintons didn't use that as a diversion, mm. which would explain why Hillary stayed with them afterwards. You know, right. Hey, go, go get that chubby intern to give you a BJ. Wait, something we got to do something, right? It's the old the smoking the Republicans strip. will eat that up. Uh, I don't care because I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, we got the Senate. You're not going to be impeached. I mean, you might get impeached, but you won't get kicked out. Don't worry about it. Right? Hey, that was a great segue here, Joe, into again, more politicians and Joe Biden. Are, are we serious? Are, is he really considering running again in 2024? Like, Honestly, I, he, he told Barack Obama, it has been yeah. reported. It is on CNN, the, the most trusted. I mean, it's everywhere. He, yeah. Yeah. Based on the ratings, the most trusted network. <laughs> nowhere. Oh my God. Nowhere. They, they pulled the plug on that. What? $180 billion CNN plus or whatever. I, I, dude, I can't even tell you how many commercials I saw for the CNN streaming app. Yeah, yeah. And wow. to, I didn't even realize it launched and it's already done. <laughs> it took a bath. Like $180 million yeah. bath. But anyway. Again, I think it's important, whatever news programs you're watching, if they're in the news, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> I, like I said, dude, all through the Chris Cuomo stuff, he's uh, or not even the Chris Cuomo stuff before that with uh, Andrew Cuomo, he's got to go. Chris Cuomo 
from day one, I was like, dude, this guy's got to go. You can't possibly have that guy that close to that scandal-filled governor and be taken seriously. Just like January 6th, I'm like, you got Hannity up in there. You got Laura Ingraham, Brian Kilmeade. No, I don't want my news people being involved in the actual news. Not to that degree. That's no good. And again, everybody on every side, you got to condemn that stuff. You can't, uh, we can't allow for that to happen. Chris Cuomo seriously should have been fired two years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, and because they didn't, well, you know what, Joe, here's they the, also here, should have fired the guy that, that was whacking it, uh, caught whacking off in the, on the, uh, on a zoom call. What's oh his face? God. I can't remember that I, dude. Yeah. I keep using his name. I can't remember it, but, uh, but anyways, I, I blocked I, his name out. Cause all I think of when I think of it is what he was doing. And I don't want to think about it. But again, Joe, like every week you come on here, right? Every week we come on this show and you throw Hannity, you throw Ingram, you throw Tucker, right? It, 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 you throw those names out like I should believe them. Like I'm the one believing them. I don't even, like, do you watch those shows? No. Because if you do, you watch them more than I do because I don't watch them, right? And we, you and I have both, right? You and I have both have suggested multiple times do do not watch the opinion pieces all right? right i watch fox news in the morning that's it <laughs> i watch it in the morning i get the latest news i wake up i see if Zelensky's alive you know i get my cup of coffee and i don't i don't watch those opinion pieces like i don't and i refuse to and that's what I, don't ever put me in power because yeah that, those are you gone. said you want to shut those down listen i have an 85 year old aunt who lives in new jersey whose husband taught me to be a conservative, right? I mean, he he taught me the not only the conservative values, but also the the idea of being a fiscal conservative and, and what that was like. You can't tell her that Hannity's an opinion show. You can't tell her that Laura Ingraham isn't an opinion show because she hears that stuff. She doesn't know what she's watching. She hears what they say. It strikes a chord, and she binds it hook, line, and sinker. And I would say, listen, same thing on the other side, man. If you're like upset, I know a lot of people like obsessed with Rachel Maddow, and it's like Rachel Maddow's been wrong about a lot of things. Oh my god, I loved my favorite Rachel Maddow moment was when she pulled up Trump's taxes. Oh, that's Remember one of the that? only times I've ever watched her show. Yeah. You had to sit through like three segments of her teasing, and it was always just, I have the one page, and I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. <laughs> three segments, and she was like, I have the one page, and it doesn't say anything. It said... Good night. And it's like, dude, are you no, no, serious? No, no, like, no. What is even happening here? That she would picked it up and to read it and goes, so Donald Trump paid $36 million in taxes. Well... That's a lot. Well, we're going to have to look into this. And then it's cut. It cut the camera. <laughs> she yeah. never even read. The, she thought she was 100% sure that, that he it was going to say Vladimir Putin has him claimed as a dependent. Yeah. <laughs> look, Putin signed his return. Like, okay. What did you think Again, you were going to? I mean, we nobody. We got to do away. We, gotta, we just got to do away with the 24 hour news cycle. We have to. That just get back should to the have news. been. That should have been her Geraldo Rivera moment. Like, yeah, I think you're done as a journalist now, Capone. There's this is not 
we're done here. There's a, a, Brian Williams from MSNBC retired over the summer. Now, maybe you're like, wait, Brian Williams was still on TV? Yes. He served like a six-month off-air suspension while continuing to serve as the news director at MSNBC and then was right back on the air. Yeah. So when people are like, MSNBC's fake news, Brian Williams is always like, he must always feel stupid when he hears that because he's 100% responsible for that being true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, not well, once, twice Joe, caught lying. You, you said your your aunt, your aunt yeah. was 85, mm-hmm. right? So, still is. Right, still is. Uh, if he runs again, Biden is going to be 82 in 2024. And He's my not... aunt will tell you that's way too old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Then I got to take your word for it. Right? I, but here's but my here's, here's the, my issue, here's though. Here's my issue before you go on. And I know you don't feel this way, but I think a lot of your constituents do. They want an equally old man who is just as mentally jeopardized to run for president. That I don't understand. That sounds like an automatic loss. I yeah I I think if Trump runs again the, the booty judge will be president. <laughs> I, I honestly do. If Trump runs, booty judge will beat him. I, number one, let's, let's be honest here. I also I don't think Joe Biden's going to run. I'll be quite honest with you. I, I don't think, think he's going to make it. I think he's saying that. Maybe he did or did tell Obama that, but you're not going to. You know, Trump said once. One of his biggest criticisms of Obama, and I actually love this, and I 100% agree with this. Obama always would announce, right, we're going to uh, do some mission in Syria. And it's like, why are you telling people what you're going to do? Do it, and then report back when it's done. Yeah, back and he, calls, he called Obama out for that. And I think this is another one of those things where it's like, if he wasn't going to run, I wouldn't announce that now. I would wait till we're getting a little bit closer to that election. I would make sure that there's an internal plan with the party because I think you agree with me here. Kamala Harris has, and I've seen polls. She gets blown away by everybody. It's bad. The lowest poll numbers of any duo ever in the history of the other country, like the worst. I, I, so, Yes, we 100%, 100% think that. 100% agree. What is this Star Knight <laughs> pack of wolves? Do you think maybe we need to switch things up and get someone significantly younger as a president in their 40s or 50s, right? It's it's shocking that you say significantly younger and we're talking 40s and 50s. That would be significantly <laughs> younger than what we've been dealing with. And yeah, listen, I'm not a big fan of, Jimmy and I slightly disagree here. I think that people's time in office should be short. I think it should be capped. I think you should only get... Now, listen, Jimmy, I would say this, right? I want to cap you two terms in the Senate, maybe three terms in Congress, unless you you lengthen those from two years to four years. Um, And you you keep... I I think all these things need to be capped at like two to three terms. No more than that. Because we talked about this. It's not chaos. chaos. Dude, you have have (laughs) enough people right now. And the way the elections... The way the elections fall... You would only be replacing people every six years. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So every every two years you would lose a couple, but you would you'd be gaining all new people. And so as the years go by, they're gaining more and more experience, but they would still have the veterans around to start with. Veterans of how many years? Four? That's not a veteran, Joe. I just think these people are already holding the country hostage. There's a major power grab. The the Grassleys, the Schumers, the McConnells. These people have been there 30, 40 years. We I'm sorry. We can't have you're you're well, you're, you're not 100% like percent right. I that agree we, with that, but you we can't, can't have that stuff anymore. I don't know. Then pick a more suitable time frame that you think somebody can somebody can make a difference in, get some stuff done, and then get out years. of there. It can't 20 is too much. Well, it's not you want to cap years. them at 20? Yep, done. 20 years. Unless you're a cabinet member, get appointed to a cabinet position, you're done. Yeah, again. you're fine out. You could do, I mean, again, dude, if you got nominated to the Supreme Court or yeah, something nope. like a Supreme cabinet Court position. Cap too. 30 years uh, on the Supreme Court. Well, I agree with that. I think I think, you know, that's I mean, another thing. One. I almost feel like the Supreme Court should be there should be an election for that. Yeesh. That's, because uh, listen, at any given time, America's more conservative or more liberal, and I think whatever you're you're going to trust the court of public opinion. I am. That's that's it's we the people, isn't that how this is all supposed to be? Yeah, no, a hundred percent, Joe. But we've talked about this. Yeah, but with gerrymandering and and districts, people you're not can't really read in this country. You know, we're, if we had a smart country listen, in the world. Cool. The, the, listen, you know, I, I, my, my, one of my favorite things Obama ever said. I told you after Ferguson, when when people were upset, uh, you know, he was like, "Go home if you want to make a difference. Go home and and vote." And and he's right about that. But again, with gerrymandering and the way things are redistrict. There's there's places where you're never going to get an equal voice. You can keep electing the same Democrat and 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 the whole region surrounded by Republican districts. I mean, you you get swallowed up. And because of that, you know, just just tell people, hey, vote, just you know, vote for the right people. Again, sometimes even that's kind of taken away from them. And again, when you put people in power, they're emboldened to redraw districts. They're emboldened to gerrymander and, and, and to do other things that, you know, would cast a uh, suspicion. And, and I, you know, I feel like when you've been there 10, 20 years, that's where maybe you're more comfortable just kind of doing your thing. That's my big fear. That's why out 16 years feels like a good amount of time, you know, for, well, for, four year terms. Yeah. Again, I there just go. I think what we need is less of the power grab, less of Democrats and Republicans who are in there, uh, as we've discussed on here before, to to win to win victories for the party. Do you want to make it really fair? Do you really, really want to make it fair? Yeah. There's only one way to do it. You can only use campaign funds donated by the people. You can't take corporate funds. Yeah. Well, that should definitely be how it's done. Yeah, can't I don't take like. Corporate, you can only take it from voting citizens. Period. I don't like dark money. I don't like that. That's allowed. I don't. I don't think super PACs should be a thing. I mean, it's completely skirting the finance laws. Uh, it makes a mockery of the laws that we have in place by allowing people to skirt the issue. You know, you know full well if we're seeing a lot more of this too, where a pack and the candidate are using the same marketing firm. They're not supposed to have any direct. And it's like, well, the, that guy's the middleman, but he's doing both. <laughs> that's again, it's like, that's a conflict of interest. 
You you that's that doesn't work. So hire separate agencies then, but you you can't be in cahoots. Again, it's blatantly skirting the law, and it's like, well, it's that's what the, then the law needs to be changed. Tell you what, you do away with that. You do away with that money. You don't need term limits. You know what I'm saying? I would agree with that. That if would probably just, make a huge difference in how ginormous. this all operates. It would even the playing field out for and everybody. Again, okay. I would remind people: there's dark money coming from both sides. Both sides. The side both. on the left usually is coming for the guns, and the side on the right's usually coming for the abortions. Uh, I would I would say if you're and a regular both, American. I, you're a regular American, you should be fighting for both of those rights at all times. And both parties, all right, are both parties are making a crap ton of money off of freaking the oil industry. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Yeah, well, listen. (laughs) Stupid. Absolutely stupid. The the other problem that we have as far as our elected officials is it. this is a job for the wealthy. You know, I think I think one of the things I most like about AOC is the fact that this is a pretty regular person. It's a person who struggled through life. She was a bartender working two jobs. I mean, she she understands what it's like to be a, a lower middle class American, someone who lives paycheck to paycheck. Most of these people have never done that. Most of these people come from old money. Most of these people are, are, or they're new money and they got a lot of it and they, they've had it for most of their lives. I love John McCain, but John McCain got sunk when he couldn't remember how many houses him and his wife owned. He said six. The answer was seven. She was extremely wealthy. I mean, he was a great American. You know, he, he fought for this country, was disabled and then served B-O-W. this country for his whole life. An amazing man. He got super wealthy and he did fall out of touch a little bit and he got exposed on that. And that killed me because I love that guy. The only I had a John McCain for president hat. I've never bought swag from anybody or for anybody before. That's how much I thought that guy had had after all that guy gave to this country. John McCain deserved to be the president of the United States. And I tell you, I. I sometimes think about what would have happened. And no disrespect to Barack Obama, but what would have happened in a John McCain presidency and how much different things would have been and what the situation in Ukraine would be now. Now, yes. If John McCain had been president. Ginormous implications, I believe. And, and again, this get is, into that. I'm not now, right, I'm, right now. And, you know, I'm not trying to hang the Russia thing on because I think this has been a failure since the Cold War started uh, in the 40s. You could blame a whole bunch of presidents. Bad stuff happened under Obama and Biden and then Biden again. And that can't be lost on people. But again, this stretches back to we've been mismanaging Russia since 1995 uh, under Bill Clinton, Democrat. Anyway, I'm not here to, to attack either party. I, I'm, I'm going to let you roll on the, on the Democrat bashing. Right? Yeah, it's very rare it's, that we do this and I just sit here and not agree, <laughs> right? So I'm just going to let this roll. However, we do have to take a break now. Right. And again, you know what? Actually, we're you're going to hear more of us agreeing, which very rarely happens after Joe's or actually during Joe's two minutes of garbage. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. 
We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Friends, bromies, countrymen, lend me your ears. I came here tonight to bury Joe Rogan, not to praise him. You know, he's often referred to as right-wing or a conspiracy theorist, or at best, he just lets his buddies or kook doctors utter complete nonsense. I like Joe Rogan. Not his comedy, it's just so-so. He is great at calling MMA fights. That's right. Games. You can't play games in the octagon. Candace Owen tried playing games on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he bitch slapped her for this foolishness. It was progress. We have to care about the environment. It was progress. And it's like, no, like we've been losing. America has been losing. And Donald Trump understood that in, in a way that I didn't. And you don't I don't think we have to care about the environment. Like, what do you <laughs> no, not even. I hear a lot that Joe Rogan doesn't push back on his guests. What was he just doing there? Now, understand, Joe Rogan's a stoner. He reads a lot of weird shit. But he does believe in climate change, and he understands how important it is to act now. Um, but do I believe in climate change? No. You don't believe in climate change? Well, I think the climate always changes, I guess is what I should say. Do I believe that this is like, you know, an issue that... Um, is being that, that is global warming, which they've changed conveniently. They got rid of the word once scientists started disproving it. Now they only say climate climate change. Um, no, I, I think that that was just a way to extract dollars from Americans. I don't at all believe they had no actionable plan. It was great for Trump to get out of that deal. It was terrible. Okay, but this is an incredibly complicated subject, right? And if you would have to talk to a bunch of different scientists right. and see how they gather data and see what they understand. About yeah, he goes on to explain to her. That if she didn't do the research, then she shouldn't speak on it publicly. Because Joe Rogan knows his stuff. And he's a liberal. Yeah, he lived every liberal's dream when he confronted Ben Shapiro. But um, why do you care if uh, two gay guys want to get married? Um, so from a religious point of view? Sure, let's go from uh, religious so, first. So I mean, why don't we do a secular point of view first? So okay. the the... Idea is not that I care deeply whether two gay guys want to get married to each other. The idea is that it, do I prefer traditional marriage to to same sex marriage? Okay, well let me let me phrase it this way: What do you think a gay guy is? Do you think someone's they're making a choice, or do you think that this is how they were born? So, 
Joe Rogan doesn't think they're making a choice. He then actually asked Ben how he would like it if the laws were changed, and he was forced to be gay. I mean, come on. Only a liberal would say something like that. Also, he voted for Hillary. And uh, unlike what most people say about Joe Rogan, he does not believe in most conspiracy theories, including one that he's long been attributed to believing. The only thing I've ever said that's controversial at all is that Tower 7, when you watch it fall, it looks like in controlled demolition. And I don't think that's controversial because it looks like a Because it looks like a controlled demolition. If you've seen Tower 7 fall, it does. Does that mean it was or that he's saying it was? No. And it's also been explained that it was the pressure from stuff falling from the other towers that caused it to fall and the fall in that direction. Simply asking questions. And he's a looney tune? See, this is why it's important to listen to what people actually say and not depend on what other people are telling you that they say. I've been watching a lot of Joe Rogan lately. I started watching it because I thought I was going to hear something much different. This was super honest and a really sincere moment. Of you thinking that if you listen to me, just describe what I see with my eyes, that it sounds to me like I'm supporting some sort of a conspiracy theory when I'm 100% not. Okay, would you... It seems like you have topics that are off limits and that like this, discuss something like that, even to, to, to look at the reality of the speed that it fell, just to even bring it up. Just wants to talk about things. Why is that so bad? Joe Rogan and Bill Maher are two of just a handful of people like Jimmy and myself who are talking about our differences and how we're going to eventually bring this country back together. Understanding that free speech is one of the most important aspects of communication possible, and communication is everything. Communication is how we work things out. Like this idea of not talking to people you disagree with, well, guess what? That just galvanizes them. They just get hardened, and they move further and further away, and we get more and more associated with this idea of left and right. I don't know. I mean... It's not like I cherry-picked this stuff. Don't judge people by what people are telling you that they're uh, what they're about or what they say. You could check all this stuff out for yourself. I promise you, this isn't cherry-picked. I went in there thinking I was going to tear Joe Rogan apart. And I told you, Jimmy, as I was doing my research here, the more I went through this stuff, the more I thought, this guy pushes back on bullshit every chance he gets. Why are people saying he's not? So... Again, and for the sake of fairness, this dude is 100% a liberal. How do we know this? Jimmy, show him the picture. <laughs> no. I will say this. Yes, I've been a liberal my whole life. I just look like a Republican. He said that on a podcast. Now, he's also a bro and a racist, both of which I offer no defense of. But if you're talking about what a show is or isn't, you just haven't listened so shut the fuck up. Well done, Joe. I truly like that one because I actually agreed with a lot of it. I mean, we've been, I, I, I think I've been coming on here since day one. I think right, we launched off with a freedom of speech episode and how it's just the communication breakdown between uh, anybody, everybody is just, it, it's just gotten to the point where it's almost, you know, we're calling each other evil people. And yes. we just can't there. There's no way you're going to have a productive conversation. There's no way you're going to have a productive society. Right. When 
people are evil just by thinking a certain way. Right. And I think, Joe, that you and I have come on and I think we started doing this podcast to show people that we can disagree 100 percent. And it doesn't it's not the end of the world. We're not evil. We're not bad people. You know, I mean, I, I think I've asked you one time. Right. I asked you one time, you know, Joe, am I a bad person? Right. Am I a bad guy? And you're like, no, you're a great guy, Jim. You know, you're a great dad. You know, you're great. You know, you're a great guy. I'm like. So why are all the people that believe the same thing I do bad? And you're like, oh, that's a good point. Like, you don't, you know me. So, you know, I'm not a bad person. You don't know them, right? Of course. But, well, so, but it's so it's much easier, easier to assume. It's easier to just hate people that you don't know and you make assumptions about. And, you know, you hear people all the time, like, oh, don't blanket statement people. And and you're like, no, you're right. And they're like, stupid liberals. And you're like, what, what did you just say? <laughs> You literally just said to not do that. You know, we don't I don't think we see our own hypocrisies and, and the ironies of some of the things that we say or do. Joe Rogan and Bill Maher have become two very controversial figures, and they've become really targets of the left because these two idiots have suggested that we try to figure out how to erase the divide between us and it's like that seems like some idiotic foreign concept we need people to be doing that we need people that will sit down there and have a conversation as i said earlier dude i've watched jordan peterson videos and i'm like i, I people are saying all the time what this guy says and does and i as don't as he, people make him out to be is he don't hear it don't see and again conversely i have asked people to Listen to an AOC speech. I'll send it to them. Tell me the stuff you hated. I don't hear back from them. Maybe they didn't watch it. Maybe they watched it and, and, and they were too embarrassed to respond at that point. You know, again, when, when you hear what the actual person is saying, you, you've given yourself massive insight. Now, you don't have to believe everybody or think that they're sincere, and you should generally be able to judge that for yourself. But don't just decide because AOC's a, a liberal or... Dan Crenshaw is a conservative. Don't make any assumptions about what they think or what their major, you know, what their plan is, the, the takeover, whatever. Listen to the words, listen to their plans. And, and if you like what you hear, then you're on the right track. If you don't, that's what they're really saying out there. And it's important again, for people, all of this information. And I love to say this, Jimmy, it's all on the internet. If you have a thought, you can literally just type in the Google, what are Joe Biden's disastrous economic policies? Try that. You'll never find an actual policy. It always ends up being that he's old and his leadership is weak. I'm still looking for the economic policy that Joe Biden has imposed that's destroying America. Regulations. Well, regulations aren't a policy. So give me somebody, if anybody out there knows the policy, please. I'd like to do a whole episode on it. Honestly, I will. I will, I will get some. But before we get there, actually, before we get there, and I let you go on, man. And I, and I had some questions, and you're making me lose my train of thought because now you're asking, now you're provoking more questions. But isn't it funny? And why is it? You know, here it is. Why is Joe Rogan and Bill Maher so controversial now? Why? Because they weren't. Hold on, they weren't at all controversial when Joe Rogan was endorsing Bernie Sanders. 
right? He he was he, he was a liberal freaking stud. No, uh, right? matter of fact, no, then. they actually wanted Bernie to turn down the endorsement. But he wasn't controversial. He wasn't in the news like you see him now being well, no, because as this right wing freaking con uh, uh, conspiracy theory nut job. They thought he was still um like uh using using like fag as a as a word or whatever, and so he wasn't LGBTQ friendly. And literally, they called on Bernie to reject, which again, right? That's stupid. That's like asking Trump, like, hey. I know 30% of your fan base is white supremacists. Denounce white supremacy. And it's like, uh, do I have to? <laughs> but but uh, of course he did. They were still gonna vote for him. It okay. wasn't gonna make a difference okay. whether as, long, did as long as you as long as you acknowledge the fact that he well, did Jim, announce it but Jimmy, multiple, listen, multiple times. At the end of the day, though, I would never ask a candidate <laughs> to tell his constituents, no matter what their views are, I'm sorry, I denounce you completely. You still have to serve those people. Bill Maher so, wasn't controversial, right? He was a he was a freaking liberal hero. You know where he went down the drain? You know where he went down the drain with the liberals? He's he's, he's 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 xenophobic. He's xenophobic. He absolutely does not. She thinks Islam is evil, and he rants against it all the time. And because of that, people right. The people on the left are like, you're so mean and intolerant. And it's like, that religion sucks. And it oppresses women. I know. If people really knew, if people took the time to, I mean, you you think we're bad in this country against gay, transgender people? Oh I say God. it all the time, brother. Oh this God. is the most tolerant place on the planet is right here in America. And I'll say this. It can be unsafe. For LGBTQ people, we've got a problem with that here, and it's something we're addressing around the world. They're not addressing it, and they have the same problems. But there's not groups stepping up on their behalf. No, like no, no. There there's groups country. grabbing transgender and gay people, bringing them to the top of roofs and roofs, and then throwing them off. Correct. That's that's what groups are doing in other countries. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Again, that and that's not to say like we should be lucky you get to live here, but it's like we are since the 1960s, we've made incredible progress. I know people hate the word progress. We've made incredible progress on civil rights and race relations. We had a rough go of it a couple summers ago, but I think we all learned some lessons there. I think I'm serious when I say this. You know, there was no, again, listen, Colin Kaepernick, 2016. I insisted to people on this very program, I think we should listen to this guy. I think he's got some things to say. And it turned into a powder keg and it exploded in 2020. And I don't want to say I saw it coming, but I felt like if that didn't get addressed, that was going to eventually become a bigger problem. And it did. Um, I also felt that way about Obama and Russia uh, before the 2012 election. It's why I voted for Mitt Romney. Uh, sometimes you you have to, again, look at things through a nonpartisan scope. You know, I was going to vote for Obama in 2012. And it was literally the debate where Mitt Romney got laughed at for talking about Russia as our number one geopolitical enemy. And Obama was like, ha ha, the 80s cold. They want their foreign policy back. Everybody had a big laugh about it. Meanwhile, 
Russia was running war games in Cuba that week. <laughs> like, dude, are you like I'm? I'm reading this stuff, and I hear Obama, and they're, they're laughing at Mitt Romney, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Mitt Romney's it's on to something, and he was clearly, and it wasn't that much uh, 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 longer afterwards when he got caught in the hot mic with uh, Dmitry Medved. I'll have more flexibility after the election. Oh, I'm sure you will. Uh, yeah, what do you want me to say about that? I, yeah. I, yeah. Listen, I don't like gonna, them. I don't like call, politicians. I'm gonna call it out. I don't care who it is. Yeah. I, I've said this a million times. If in the course of the Mueller report, if he would have been like, "Listen, Trump did all this bad. Lock him up." And oh, by the way, we got a bunch of stuff on him. Lock her up. I would have been fine with that. Lock them all up. I don't. I don't. If you break the law, I don't care what letter is in parentheses next to your name. Exactly. I don't care. And nobody should. We all have to decide as a country, like, that's we got to start making a stand as a people. Like, we can disagree about our politics, but our politicians have to follow the law. And if they don't, jail. So I want to I wanna break in here. And this is a little off topic, but it's not, in my opinion. And I know you're an atheist, Joe. Right? And I don't hold that against anybody. You, I, you know, believe whatever you want to believe. But I honestly believe that all politicians are in some way, shape, or form edging out religion. Right? It, because they're trying to replace religion with themselves. They're, this is a Judeo-Christian society, and it's not... And, and, whether you like it or not, it's not a bad thing. It's, I don't, I right? don't like it, it, but you're right. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have morality. Let's just say that, right? So instead of people coming together and having a community, having a church, having something to believe in, having something a smaller, the, the government and both parties are trying to replace that with themselves. And that's just for one reason and one reason only and that's the power grab and that's to remain in power and that's just i i don't i hate using the word deity i do i i don't like it but they're trying to make politicians they're trying to turn politics into a deity and we can't allow that to happen and that's why i am a firm and you and I fight over this. Not, I don't think we've ever fought on on the air about this. But you and I fight over religion all the time, right? We just don't do it on the air. <laughs> Maybe fair, we yeah. will one day. Maybe we will. I hope but, so. But we don't. But I. But this is why I believe, because it's not. It's not a bad thing, and there's nothing wrong, with having a moral compass, in my opinion. That's and I we need to get back to that smaller community, smaller church groups, smaller hometown uh, uh, politics. That's what we need to get back to, and just everybody just needs to agree that the ones up on Capitol Hill are just scumbags, right? We put them yeah. up there, the scumbags. They still have to do what we tell them because we voted them in there. I'm not doing a freaking thing that they tell me. They're not my boss. <laughs> I voted you them in there. My taxes pay their salary. I am their boss. I'm not doing a freaking thing they're telling me. 
And I shouldn't have to. It should be the other way around. And that's what we need to get back to. I agree. I very much agree with that. Um, I think, again, uh, we talked about this. I saw a study a couple of years ago where they said people would be more willing to give up on their religious beliefs over their political beliefs. And that politics has really sort of taken over people's identity. And I, again, for the life of me, dude, can't understand why, because as I look at these people, I think to myself, there is nobody worth, there's just nobody worth it. There's nobody, I don't see any of these politicians as being somebody, again, since John McCain died, where I'm like, I stand by that guy, because it's just not, it's just not there anymore. There's, there's, maybe this is just a new breed of politician, but I don't know. Nope. I've lost faith. It's absolutely a, it's just, it's people need to believe people want to believe in something, whether it's themselves or it's a God or by whatever name you call him, right. Or her, whatever, whatever it is, people want to believe they want to, they want, I don't know. It's just a, it's an innate thing that you want to believe in something. So without, and when you replace God, when you place replace morality with politics, this is what you get. This is this is a country when you can't have a conversation about anything. Otherwise, if you disagree, you're just an evil, bad person. Like I don't understand why everybody became evil instead of just stupid, right? Before, when we didn't disagree, oh, you're just ignorant. Oh, you're you're just an ignorant dumbass, right? That's what yeah. happened when we didn't agree in the past. Now all of a sudden, oh my God, you're the, you're an evil person. You you need to be condemned. You know you need to be chastised. You need to be publicly shamed on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. But you are evil. When did it become evil to disagree? Well, right, and, and I mean again, listen. I I think this is one of those situations where uh, generally the people who get the most angry about this kind of stuff are the people who aren't even necessarily affected by it. You know, it's your your perception of how much racism or, or sexism there is. And, you know, again, it's a lot of the times the people that are bitching about things that don't really necessarily um, affect them directly are, you know, white liberal women uh, who, who seem to feel like, you know, the plight of the world is resting on their shoulders. Um, and, and I hate to say, I mean, I mean, I feel like the, a lot of, a lot of liberal outrage comes from that particular demographic and it shouldn't. They, you know, it can, if they were actually informed, if they were actually looking into issues, instead of just standing up and screaming, absolutely be, a, be whoever you want to be, but don't just stand. Okay. This, I, I got to say this before we, because we're going to have to wrap here soon, but I got to say this. If you firmly believe that this country is, is racist and, and it's a bad and we can't, we need change. Let's try not to vote in an old white guy <laughs> on either party. I'm just saying, right. If we need change and it's a racist country, that's not vote. And I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that a lot of people think it might be right. If it is, let's try not to vote in 
an old white guy that was around when Jim Crow was a thing, right? I mean, that's just makes that, sense, that, right? Let's try something new, everybody. And I'm not even talking about just the presidency. I'm talking about your state and local officials as well. I mean, that one Democrat is lost in Connecticut in what? 150 years? Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a little much. It really is. I, 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 you know what I mean? It, you got to, if you want to affect change, if you want change, you need to affect change. And you got to get out there and you got to make change happen. So don't vote just because it's an recognizable name. Oh, that's who I always vote for. Uh, well, that guy's stealing from me. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> I I can almost guarantee it. If that's if that's your stance on your vote, uh, I'm just going to vote. That's who I always vote for. That guy's or gal stealing from you. So that's where I want to end off tonight. Joe, you got anything to add? No, I, yeah, listen, I, I, I'm glad that we're having these conversations. I, I think it's important, you know, again, we're, we, you and I do have a lot of conversations about religion and it's merits and it's whatever, you know, I do hope that we can do an episode where, where we have at it and, and talk about it because, you know, look, I, I have obviously my views. I see a purpose for it. And I also see where I want to draw a line on it. And I, and I think that's important. I, my other major, I give you this final thought. I think people need to stop getting, we talk about identity politics, dude, but people get so wrapped up in their identity as a Christian, as a conservative, as a liberal, as an activist, as a, this or in that, just be a person that does shit. Just do shit. Just do whatever you got to do. But it's not your identity. Your sexual orientation isn't your identity. Your skin color is not your identity. And, and I think people, you know, again, the, the more you put yourself in a tribe, the more you separate yourself from other people, the widening the gap gets wider and wider and wider. So instead of digging down, you know, and... It's time for people to start branching out a little bit more. How about oh, that? That was really deep and profound, and it was it was it was spot on though. You're 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 spot on. You're 100 right. So I think we're gonna leave on that high note because it was it was a good one. It was Thank a you. high note. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. I truly truly appreciate you turning in. Thank you to our sponsors for Joe Aguirre. I am Jim Batisti saying. Good night and God bless.